Chicha with the Chichas. Another episode for you guys. I am Eric and I'm joined by my co-host Prashant Pasunori. Prashant say hello. Hello guys. And today we have our guest, a very special guest, a very good friend of mine. It's Craig Trovaso. So Craig is a freelancer. He's a one of the best voiceover artists and he has worked for Mirror now, Times now and he has done a lot of coaching for many top professionals all around the country and for students for their voice how to do a presentation how to make yourself more effective in front of an audience how each and every movement that you make could make a very big difference and he's so good at what he does and he's such a perfectionist that i know him very closely so he likes to do everything by the book and he does it so well that you can see the end result and you can say wow only craig could have done that so craig i'll not take up more time here i'll let you introduce yourself as well eric with that introduction i think i am scared am i the person that you are introducing or is it another craig is it daniel craig from james bond no i'm kidding eric and prashant simply amazing to be on your show on your platform and i'm looking forward yeah, it's a pleasure to this podcast right on it's a pleasure it's a pleasure zola thank you for doing this with us craig yeah most welcome so craig um so as uh, you are a freelancer okay so for our audience uh who don't know much about freelancing could you just explain what a freelancer does and uh, what freelancing basically is that's interesting eric you know freelancing comprises all the segments if i may use that term of a company you have to network for your business you have to promote your business you've got to follow up on the money as Ooh. well and it's this beautiful blend i believe of everything you know so for some people they get so involved in their work creative work which is important don't get me wrong but just providing the service is one part of the job the other part is following up on the money getting it down then filing your returns investing your money covering all the aspects right. i believe a successful freelancer is one who takes care of all the aspects builds himself as a person builds himself or herself as a brand and then you take that knowledge you take what you have and you bring it to the field you know eric if i may say one more thing uh, there's a statement which i often use with people who are uh, curious about the voice over industry as such and i always tell them before there is voice work there is leg work and what i mean over here is that before you really get the scripts coming in and before you get to the studio and record there is a lot of field activity where you just pick up the phone you dial out there and you just make cold calls or you just go on google and you youtube and you google companies that is the the very unglamorous part of the freelance industry if i may say because uh, i often think of this you know in freelancing you have no one to blame yeah in a company oh you can always blame someone i mean there is always someone who could have done a better job <laughs> right. there's always that but the reality in freelancing it's only you mm. so if things work out fantastic mm. if the money didn't come in well you have to follow up more you know so if your product is not good enough 
you've got to improve it right you know so i think that is the important thing yeah that's so uh, that, that's really true so basically you do not have a boss but that also has a downside to it if you are not disciplined enough very true very true you know like you've got to set up your wake up time and someone said hey how cool yeah you don't have a boss <laughs> you know I, oh, I, i've heard that so often and i'm like oh f- oh that's a good thing interesting i i understand but uh, if i don't get up on time and if i don't have a regular routine then guess who's not going to make any money mm. it's going to be me right yeah. so uh, it, this 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 boss thing like i for me personally i worked a little bit i worked in a corporate job for a year and I, then i took the jump into freelancing but i just want to make one thing clear being your own boss is a challenge in itself because you need to know how to be tough on yourself now i know as you said eric i can be a little bit extreme sometimes but uh, okay many times okay but the <laughs> point <laughs> but the point is uh, like i don't give myself treats if i don't get certain jobs done fair fair point and conversely when i reach my target or i cross my target i will treat myself i will go out and shop for something that i wanted to because that for me is like a great reward mechanism that i need to create right so i think that is important as well yeah mm-hmm. that's that's really great craig because uh some people you know uh think as you said it's a very cool field because you do not have a boss and as you said it has a downside to it you won't make money if you uh don't put your hard work and are not disciplined behind it because nobody is going to ask you if anything goes wrong or nobody is going to praise you if anything goes right and uh when things go right people only see the good basically yes is exactly yes. like a actor or any other field any other artist's field where they right. don't see the you know work that goes on behind the scenes which is the more important right. part rather than the easier part here mm. yes um yes. yes so craig uh want to ask you how did you want to like why or what was the reason that you went into this field you you already you guess knew that you could talk well but what was the motivation mm-hmm. that put you that i can do a voice recording as well voice overs wow. basically Sometimes I wish it was I woke up one morning and I had this idea that I would be a voiceover artist. So I knocked the door of a studio and said, "Hey, hear me out." Well, it didn't happen that way at all. It didn't happen at all. <laughs> so it was like this, I took up a job, I was in the hotel industry. I worked for a year over there, but during college in my final year, there was students who came up to me and said, "Craig, would you do a VO?" and i go i come from a management background so i'm like what's a vo <laughs> and they said uh, a vo is a voice over then what's my next question what's a voice over <laughs> so they say you know there'll be a movie something playing and you need to speak so i said cool and it happened to to be i thought it was a college project but it was a corporate project for a property a uh, real estate property in goa called villa paradiso so anyway so to cut a long story short i thought it was a one off thing oh. i never thought i'd become a voice artist in my tybms okay okay uh, i thought you know the typical i'll do an mba i'll get a job i'll be vp by 32 you know the typical dreams that everyone has right yeah. and um, i worked for a i was in goa uh working for a five star hotel over there in sales and i got okay this is crazy prashant and eric 
I got vivax, malaria, jaundice, oh. and typhoid all at the same time. Oh. And I'm a goan, okay? Right. So please understand, I've gone back to my <laughs> motherland, whatever, okay? Right. To work my first job, and I am presented with vivax, malaria, jaundice, and typhoid completely free of charge. And I'm <laughs> like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Uh, and I'm in the hospital, and they said, Craig, you are, we are discharging you. If you don't take care... Uh, you can ha- have a relapse. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Oh, okay. So I come back to Mumbai and uh, I'm on complete bed rest. I'm like, Jesus, why? I mean, I don't eat street food. Even till today, I don't eat street food. And all those precautions we taken, nothing happened. And I was watching a show on CNBC called oh. Young Turks. Mm-hmm. Oh. And over there, they were showcasing voiceover. That day was voiceover. Okay. And uh, they, I think they were showing the man behind mm. There are some things that money can't buy. For everything else, there's Mastercard. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, hmm, I've done this in my TYBMS. Okay. So uh, I, I tell the hotel, the hotel was Marriott Hotels where I was oh. working. I told them I can't go through Hyderabad. I need to be in Mumbai. So they put me up at the Renaissance Hotel to work in sales there. Right. I pick up the phone. In those days, guys, the technology was just dial. Right. Okay? Right. That was the smashing technology of the year 2007. Right. And you would, tell, you would tell your query. And guess what? You would get SMSs incoming to you and this was like wow okay this is this is next gen stuff man this is next gen stuff fair, fair so i got point. four yeah so i get four sms's coming to me one of them is uh from one studio and i say hi uh, i'm a voice artist i'd like to share with you my samples and they said sure come down with your demo cd hmm. i'm not really a voice artist i was just uh, you know more right. like i'm an aspiring right, voice right, artist right. it was more like that and then i get this is interesting here's where the things change I get an incoming call and this guy's got a really good voice and he says, uh, um, hi there, I understand that you are looking out for a voice artist. I say, no, no, I'm a voice artist. <laughs> uh, okay, that's interesting. Um, so have you done any kind of training? Training? No, no, I've not done any training. I, I just feel that uh, I really like, uh, you know, reading scripts and voice, okay. voiceovers. Okay. He says, why don't you come down to my studio and let's have a talk mm. to my workstation. Uh-huh. I've never heard of this Work, word right. workstation before <laughs> in my life. Huh? This is 2007. Mm. Come down to my workstation and let's have a discussion. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, I'm like, this guy sounds good. <laughs> he must be. I, I, let's, let's at least meet him. And I go down. His name is Anil. And uh, he's a voice coach. And I really enjoy my time with him. And uh, I get into a... Um, uh, course, I do a voiceover course with him for a for a few months, and then after that, <coughs> I take this plunge. You know, then I come, I take this plunge. I'm like, I had this burning desire, you could see in my heart, or burning question in my heart, that was, am I living for the weekend? I mean, just as simple as that, because in the hotel line, it's really long hours. You know, the drill, and just that question hit me, am I living for the weekend? And in the and where I used to work, we used to get every second Saturday, Sunday off, you mm. know, the weekend. So then I'm like, oh, am I living for the second Saturday and the fourth oh, week, okay. weekend of <laughs> the month? And I'm like, okay, now this is getting interesting. Mm. And uh, I think that kind of like told me that you've got to do something. Mm. And age is on my side. I was young. I was 21 years old. I said, come on, you know, if you want to do something crazy, now's the time. Right. Um, not that we don't do crazy things after we grow up, right. but whatever. That was at 21, I thought right. that. Uh. <laughs> and um, I took a plunge. I, 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 I 
quit the hotel. I studied for CAT, so I tried to prepare that safety net. Don't you dare ask me how much I scored. <laughs> okay. So I used to study for CAT in the morning. Okay. Uh-huh. And I used to go auditioning in the afternoon. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I did this regularly for a month. Uh, to the point I would go and knock on doors where they didn't open. I went to mm-hmm. the star, you know, star TV, the star movies, all of that. They were in Andheri East. I went there at the gate and I stood for an hour trying to get access inside. Guess what? Mm. I didn't get access. I came back home. So oh. I'm just telling you, I've I've done these crazy things which are absolutely crazy. I agree. Right. But you know, I didn't have this quote unquote godfather, you know, where of someone mm. who in the industry who will lead you through nonsense. Right. I knew nothing mm. of that. Okay. So I, I did these things and it was it was a month that went by. I'm not kidding you. I reached out to about 175 production houses, TV mm. channels, uh, agencies, you name it, I did it. Mm. And after a month of 175 touch points, I got no call. Oh. And now I'm at my lowest. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, okay, I thought I was a star, okay? I mean, right. I, I, I didn't even doubt it. <laughs> mm. Okay, <laughs> so, and, I'm, and I remember clearly, uh, it was, I think, so September, 27 2007 and uh, i was in the, my bedroom and i'm like jesus now if it works it's because of you because evidently i'm not the star that i thought i mm. was mm. and i made that prayer and within a day i get a call from a then small tv channel called times now okay which mm-hmm. earlier we used to call it as the times of india ka channel right because no one knew about right. it right yeah and they and i had visited them 45 days earlier and forgotten about it i thought the door shut uh-huh. And they said, Craig, we find your voice interesting. Come down. Uh, okay. And I went there and I we did an audition. I mean, I'd done an audition earlier. We had a discussion. Right. And within about three weeks, I was on board. Wow. And it was like, th- I, uh, the contract was uh, three, thrice a week. So thrice okay. a week, I would go and I would do their promos, you know, like, uh, mm. uh, for example, it's the clash of the titans. There's thunder down under. With India <laughs> versus Australia, you know stuff like that. Right. So these were the kind of promos I used to kind of do and enjoy doing. Right. But honestly, guys, I thought this is short run. This right. is like four months, mm. six months max. Mm. I gave Cat. I got it. I mean, it went to the dogs really. The, the score was that low, and <laughs> I gave Snap. I gave Snap Symbiosis. I got another bad score, uh-huh. and uh, then I thought to myself, okay, you know what? Uh, I said it's been four months now in this voiceover and i said thank you god uh, its work mm. has been good right. so let me try doing a little bit more right let me see how long you know let, let me right. just test the waters right. let's right. put it that way mm. and uh, it b- was six months one year two years and now it's been 13 years Whoa. in the industry <laughs> that's cool so yeah that's so when you start like to applaud there that, that's great 100 percent. that's great when you started did you know that you would continue for so long no, no. I thought six months to a year, year max. Okay. I looked at this now as the work experience. You know, all the MBA students out there, <laughs> they're always for this work X, work X. Right. So I thought this is my work, work X. X. Yeah. <laughs> Self-employed work X. Something like that. So, yeah. uh, so uh, what I feel here is like every so, some people lack confidence, some people do have confidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, something that you have an, as a hobby or something you know that's good at, uh, mm-hmm. you should always do it on the side i feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that it's a like it's a um, paying hobby basically okay so that when someday you don't have a job 
you can rely on this basic if you have an option i feel like well, that wasn't your yeah. case you yeah. were 21 yeah. you were just jumping on it yeah. i'm saying yeah. that if you everybody has some or the other artistic ability somewhere yeah. down there so mm-hmm. just to keep yourself involved or just to keep yourself encouraged you should always pursue that and not mm-hmm. completely let go of it even yeah. if you're completely working there yeah Uh, you know um whenever you're doing freelancing mm-hmm. job security takes a back seat 100% yeah. or financial security takes a back seat yeah. and it's financial freedom and we have heard a lot of on that but i'm just telling you i just feel eric i mean we're just sharing our heart out out here uh i couldn't do it part time you know for yeah. me uh it sometimes you have to uh you know commit. when you, you have to come into it and if i was going to go half heartedly then i'm pretty sure that i would have to let go of one mm. so i mm-hmm. know that there are people who do this on the weekend and it's as you said correctly it's a hobby right. but it can't become a career right and when you were in meaning one make a transition from hobby to career mm. there there are things you need to let go yeah and i understand at a younger age we people have lesser responsibility at the age of 21 mm-hmm. 22 you know you don't have the marriage commitment or whatever or right. like, uh, family commitments mm. and and i and i also want to be honest and say <laughs> that there are other people who at 21 have more family commitment maybe they are the no only doubt. working no member and i say this with a lot of respect and i really respect individuals who at the age of 21 are supporting right. the home right. i i really say hats off to them i really 100%. so for them no it gets even more challenging uh where yep. they will have to work to get that fixed income to pay the bills right. or even an EMI right. or supporting an EMI right. I don't know mm. but uh for me I didn't have that so I could actually uh I had the freedom to experiment but mm. even I'm just to come back to you Eric <coughs> I did do the cat and I did the snap so even mm. I was creating like a safety net mm-hmm. so because no I also wasn't sure yeah Yeah. That's a very I feel that's a very Indian thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, we always do like to carry a safety net with safety us. Net. Very big. Uh so um Prashant uh, is there anything that you would like to ask now? Yeah, I I want I just want to know uh yeah, what was the reaction of your family right when you started this? Were they supportive of this? Or did they have any questions about this or were you given complete freedom? That's a great question Prashant. Um I think the role of a family is so important and um, my family gave me a thumbs up in the sense that if you want to do it do it. Right. But what I what they also observed yeah. is that they observed that I was studying in the morning for cat. Okay. Like I did give it my best. I mean I'm I'm just being truthful out here. I'm not trying mm-hmm. what I, I what do i have to hide anyway hmm. i i told you i got a bad score so i mean i'm not kidding <laughs> or anything i've told you i got a bad score right. but i also know for sure that i really worked at it right. i i did those class tests i did those now if it, if it didn't work out i have no regret <laughs> i'm <Right>. actually <laughs> glad that it didn't work out <laughs> that's why we no, have no. this interview if it right. worked out you wouldn't call me only <laughs> okay so <laughs> so um, so they saw the diligence they saw right. that i was trying to do something that i was passionate about because right. they know that from f- um, school time i was on stage college time i was on stage so they knew that this was a god given gift or mm. a flair that i had and mm. a talent that i had and they recognized it and therefore they were they were very supportive towards it right yeah. and how did your friends react to that i mean uh, did, uh, did they did they mock you did they make fun of you are you really going going to make a career in this or mm-hmm. were there friends who encouraged you and were with you throughout this year 
that's interesting like the other day i was thinking of this prashant you mm. know uh, you can't listen to everyone's opinion 100%. i like the statement made by dr ravi zakarais that everyone has a right to have an opinion but every opinion is not right is not right yeah you know? mm. <laughs> so uh, so from that perspective uh, i know and i won't take the person's name because i never ever want him to hear this but uh, this person met me at the station of andheri mm. and he says so what are you doing and i'm like i'm doing voice over he says are you gone mad uh, you know what a stupid thing that is to do i'm like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm just doing it as a hobby <laughs> i i just played it down okay. because i know i don't need to justify it to him right see mm. he's not paying my check yes. he's mm. not my landlord mm. that he has some <laughs> stake in the house right. where i don't pay a rent so why should i justify <laughs> I don't see the need, right. and I had other friends from college uh, who were like, "Hey, cool stuff, Greg." Right. Uh, so in my college, in Giant College, we have a lot of people who have explored and done crazy things, mm, mm. and I always say, "Do crazy things at the young age; it's it's better." Right. So I, I, they were they were all like, "Hey, that's interesting. That's fine." Right. But personally, I'll tell you something, guys. I didn't go around telling the world. Yeah. Either. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I'm mm. going to become mm. a voiceover <laughs> artist, and the world will know. <laughs> about my voice no man i just work silently do your networking and just work hard S- do it silently and when you get the recognitions then you can make a publicity out of it right so you d- you did not disclose this to anyone any friend no okay i i did a few like a handful i would say a uh-huh. handful uh by the way i feel that if you have more than 10 close friends that's awesome i mean i'm talking about close friends and not acquaintances okay. so uh, i'm talking about really people you can trust your so, like trust j- just to, just yeah. to define what's the difference yeah. between close friends how do you define close friends and acquaintances okay um so close friends are those who i would tell them what i'm exploring i believe mm. close friends are those who know my weaknesses Okay. and those are who can read between the lines hmm. those ah. close friends are those who know i'm going through something without me telling them i'm going through something mm. they are those mm. who on the phone can say craig what's going on you're not sounding right. like you usually do mm. that's my def- right. that i know that the relationship i share with them is different right right if right. you have 10 of them then Wow. is there wow. something wrong i feel <laughs> i mean yeah 10 is a huge number it's a like huge number. it's like wow wow like wow, it, wow. like it's inside your nucleus if you have that many atoms like something wrong i, I feel <laughs> with age you start you know having fewer friends and you yes. know who's the real who are the real yes. ones right, basically because, yeah. yeah yeah because even today if you go to the to the average teenager or the average mm-hmm. young uh, adolescent mm-hmm. people you uh, if yeah. you ask them uh, how many close friends do you have maybe they'll tell mm. you i have more than 10 i have more than 5 but mm. really mm. most of them do not have even one close friend mm-hmm. you know, who mm. can really that we learn that we learn through the age i feel yeah prashant i believe that you know at that age they don't really know what a close friend is mm, and yes. as yeah. the years go by you get to know okay okay so i think that's the that's the beauty of life right. that you don't discover everything right at the start i think that's 100% the yeah 100% yeah because when i went enter the college okay the first year i had some i had a huge group like mm-hmm. huge, like there were 20 25 people at least wow. like we were uh, tight knit group okay mm-hmm. <laughs> then suddenly second year came and poof everybody mm-hmm. dispersed and Very suddenly uh, you know there is small, small 
because 25 becomes a chunk group again right, 25 yes. becomes a group of 555555 mm. so you have it's a big group uh, then it's a different small smaller groups inside that right. and then you have to figure out which group you are in okay yes. so it's yes. a long digress group like that and you said correct like with age we do learn you know who our real friends mm. are yeah yeah and yeah. friends do keep, keep us on track good friends always keep us on track and that's very important mm. that's true uh, that's so craig true. i want to ask you about your mm-hmm. first gig that you did mm-hmm. uh, you know as a mm-hmm. voice over artist or you talked about mm-hmm. it a little bit or you know mm-hmm. the first gig that you properly did in a studio somewhere mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. you felt like wow this is professional now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh the date is october the 10th 2007 you remember the date 230 <laughs> it's significant i mean uh, dude you you try calling 175 people in one month and get no incoming no call then then but then one person calls right. now you remember date and time <laughs> right right 100%. but that is so yeah. true that's so true so uh so the channel was times now and i distinctly remember it was an india and pakistan game and mm. it was a promotion for that so it was all about for continuous coverage stay tuned to times now mm-hmm. you know it was something mm-hmm. on the, yeah, on yeah. those lines and uh, so that was uh, a significant aspect and uh, uh, times now the relationship with that channel went on for 11 years oh, mm-hmm. so that was a long long that i'm still part of the network i voice for another uh, sister channel called mirror now okay, but right, uh, right. that specifically went on for a long time so yeah And so that which is the project yeah. yeah so 10th of october 2007 i guess that's the cricket 2007 t20 world cup which dhoni uh, took captainship of i feel it's that it, game it's quite possible it's quite possible around that time yeah it's quite possible you're right you're because right. march yeah. was the main world cup which india lost mm-hmm. in the group stage itself and people mm-hmm. were really yeah, yeah. mad really? about it and yeah, they yeah, burned yeah, down yeah. houses and you know did all the crazy stuff the indian crowd do but then they won it so you know india pakistan is india pakistan basically yeah. there's yeah. no yeah. there's no yeah. more definition to it but uh, you know, eric i want to share something that happened after that uh, okay. somebody from a very sweet artist from there recommended me for another project it was affiliated with cambridge university press uk and uh, it was teaching vernacular marathi speaking students how to speak english mm. and it the the quality standard that they had was just something else okay the first day it took me about 3 and a half hours to record like 10 minutes of clean output mm-hmm. and i'm like i thought i could speak english right. and i'm like now the problem if i can't even speak english then what do i speak here <laughs> so um i i think that happening at an early stage of my voice over career played a very significant role in getting my pronunciations correct and you know I, and i just want to say it uh, stood to your listeners sometimes in your freelance job at a young stage uh, people will reject your work or they'll ask you to redo your work and right. if you have mm-hmm. an attitude of humility and if you have an attitude that says uh, okay i'm going to give it another shot it will really help you at that you know junior stage to get your act together because right. you know it's 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 difficult guys it's difficult sometimes to to just yes. take that bullet you know to take that shot right. and say oh my gosh i've got to do it again and oh my gosh i've got right. to do it again mm. but if you look but now i mean on hindsight i'm like yeah i'm so glad i had right. that <laughs> but that point of time i was like what the heck man right. you know 
so yeah. i just want to encourage people i'm telling you after 13 years sometime you still still go into the studio and you'll get another new client which you've never worked on we never worked with sorry ever and the person will have another set of expectations right. just another set of expectations yeah. mm. Mm. and to the humility aspect continues that can i still receive or am i going to tell that person don't you know i'm an experienced dot 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 whatever right and if i mm. and if i say that i have just capped my learning i have said that at this age of whatever 30 plus that i am i'm no longer mm. going to learn more right. i've just capped it right. but i think the whole aspect of saying okay what do you want and what mm. what is it that you're actually trying to get because sometimes it's a little bit sometimes clients know what they want uh, sometimes clients no they they know something of something, what they yeah. want yeah. and you are trying to understand what exactly they want and yeah. it's and it can get frustrating yes and uh, just to i i would say one key thing um, for your listeners is always like you are a, always try to team up with the client you know don't yeah. think the client as someone outside and you're here no you're all working together for the same brand right. you're all he he or she may be from an agency you're all working together for a brand right. and if you can do that mind shift that it's not them versus me it's we together right collaborating to produce a great production or whatever content i think right. that shift my mental shift mm. really really helps you out right. yeah. yeah now just going back to what you said your work got rejected a lot of times mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and there are people yeah. whose work get uh, rejected a lot of times and they still continue yes. but i want yes. to ask you there are people who do not have the potential for something okay mm-hmm. who are not talented mm-hmm. and their work gets rejected and there there yeah. are people who are talented who have the potential and their work gets rejected so where yes. do you draw the line wow. how do you understand that you that this is not your calling or this is not something mm-hmm. you are made for right how yeah. do you draw the line how do you, when do you understand uh, when do you call it wow that's that's amazing you know uh, prashant before one person gets into freelancing hmm. i believe that they should have some kind of success track record you know where either they are participating in places where people are endorsing their work where people are giving them good feedback something you know mm. so you need to know that what am i good at now i'll just share with you one thing if you'd allow me prashant um yes. if when i was in college i would say only 35% of the time i was winning elocutions debates whatever just only pass. 35% of the time that means if you were if you were a betting person you would not put your money on me you know yeah. just mm. 35 maximum 40% of the time i would actually win uh. but one feedback i would off all often get like often if not always get okay and someone said it in hindi which makes it even more funnier right. he said sunne mein acha lagta hai and if you think about that that is what voice over yeah. is all about i'm not producing content mm, right. i'm not creating copy right. i'm not going to a site observing and and uh, penning down my observations mm. i'm just reading it out to you in a manner which mm. helps you to receive helps you to learn helps you to grow sunne mein acha lagta hai sunne mein acha lagta hai so that i know which i said with the way i speak hindi i know that english accent is in but going beyond <laughs> that going beyond mm. that i think that was my main mm. 
feedback that I just focused on. Okay. Because why? Okay, this is another funny, th- fun, really funny incident. Um, I was speaking. Uh, it was an intercollegiate festival. We uh, we were at some government, a beautiful government quarters near the sea, down south Mumbai. And uh, there was a press reporter from Indian Express. Yeah, Indian mm-hmm. Express, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, she heard, you know, she came for a, a bit, a, sm- a small chunk of the event and she left. And she heard me speak. So she clicked my picture and all of that. And the next day, guess what? I didn't win that event. Yeah. Forget first mm. place, second place, third place. I didn't <laughs> win that event. But my picture came in the paper the next day. Paper. Uh-huh. And the one who actually got the prize, his picture didn't feature. Oh. So he writes to me on MSN Messenger. Oh. I don't know even if you're, if you remember that age. Remember that we, age we of MSN Messenger. And he is so irritated. Yeah. <laughs> you all were very small. Believe me, you all were very wow. small. Okay? This is 2001, yeah, uh, or uh. 2000, yeah, 2001 to 2003, around old, that yeah. point. Okay. Wow. So between 2001 to 2003, that's when this incident happened. Mm. And he is livid. He is angry. <laughs> and I'm like, but I have done what I have I mean, it feels good in the You stole the show. Even <laughs> though you stole the prize, you stole the show. <laughs> so, so this used to happen often. Mm. And this was the feedback that I always took back. I'm like, okay, so there's a trend over here. People mm. just yeah. like the way I sound. Right. They somehow don't, somehow I don't qualify for whatever the, the, whatever the way they are marking, but they all like the way I sound. So I believe a freelancer should have some kind of success track record before they really mm. go into the field. Because how do you know whether you're really good at something? You can't right. just be asking family and friends. You've got to take someone who is objective, like participating yeah. in a competition you know right. and raising the scale of that competition so that it's not just local or whatever you know you just try doing something and see the trend see what gets appreciated i believe that's the way we understand our gifts our talents yeah, yeah. correct right. so craig uh, just on that note like we should know uh, what our talent is and uh, somehow you know uh, prashant and i also have started this because we feel that uh, we can talk mm-hmm. Okay, we can talk uh, a little well. Uh, so we said, why not? Because we do have conversations about random stuff in general. So we said, why not just record it and put it out there uh, so that people would also listen and, you know, bring on guests who are really interesting and, you know, we can learn from them as well. So uh, talking on the learning experience, I feel good experiences sure. give you, uh, yes. you know, yes. uh, a good feeling. But bad experiences give you a great experience there, okay? Because it mm-hmm. gives you it. You right. can learn a lot from a bad experience, and you know what not to do when mm-hmm. you go out there next time, or you know what you should be careful about. Okay. So, uh, what was your, uh, you know, you can say a bad gig that you had, okay? Hopefully. Or what was uh, something that you know that you won't do again because of this gig, okay. particularly. <laughs> You want to know bad gigs I have here? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this was in college. Um, I had uh, I had come up and spoken at a debate and uh, 
people were just like kind of wow at it okay now i'm praising myself because mm-hmm. i know what's going to happen in the next 24 hours so mm-hmm. allow me to praise myself okay so i i i was just a few minutes and people mm-hmm. like okay. wow that was simply <laughs> amazing and he got the attention of everyone okay okay i'm on an all time high okay i've reached <laughs> summit 4 of mount everest okay mm-hmm. i can see the peak okay i can see the peak <laughs> and um the i am i am the next day there's some show in college and they are expecting about 600 people to come in it's a big festival and uh the i'm i've been approached by the principal to do a stand up comedy mm. i'm like whoa that probably because yeah i mean that's because oh, i just okay. went up over mm. there and i got the attention of the crowd and let me praise myself because you you don't know what's coming okay so because i just wowed the people Okay they said come on you're the man and I'm like okay I'm the man right on I am the man okay <laughs> so <laughs> so the next day now yes now this happens at a young age okay this happens in FYJC so sometimes mm. it's good to f- to have these things also mm. when you're young <laughs> can forget them faster anyway but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, okay so yes goes I didn't realize that the entire population I mean the congregation the audience was gujarati it was gujarati <laughs> sahitya mandal stage 1 understand your target audience stage 2 understand your target 100%. audience stage 3 understand <laughs> <your> target <laughs> so i go out there with a complete english set of jokes and they had senior right. citizens and a very mixed crowd i ha- i have a lot of gujarati friends oh. whom i just enjoy oh. i feel gujaratis are so enterprising and i've learned so much from them i enjoy their company no, no. but this yes. particular group yeah. with so many of senior citizens such a mix of crowd they didn't understand any of my jokes okay so <laughs> being a flop took another meaning that day okay i redefined <laughs> those mm. those 6 minutes of <laughs> flopship you okay? just tanked i just tanked i and i was like what am i doing and i remember in the train i'm like god i can't believe what happened i like from the, from from summit 4 mm. of mount everest then you're not even at base camp right. yeah you've briefly fallen <laughs> down yeah depth of the sea <laughs> and i reading my bible in the train i'm like lord i need help <laughs> you know because i was at the i was at the bottom of my confidence again and the next day they had another college event right. and suddenly craig became only if we really have to use him because something goes wrong <laughs> only then craig we get craig up and i'm like okay so in 3 days you can see the emotional right. that i've gone through also it's interesting no i'm at the age of 16 right mm. now so mm-hmm. fairly young fairly young and uh, i remember sitting over there backstage i'm ready my script in place and all of that and the show has gone off smoothly nothing has gone wrong so basically they don't need craig My person over there his name is Jimit uh he just looked to me and said Craig you're on I said no but you all don't need me he said shut up yeah you've been sitting here for all these 3 hours come <laughs> on I'm putting you on and I really have a lot of respect for him I went over there the cr- the audience was different now so the audience loved I those days okay. it was Tony Blair and George Bush you know they were <laughs> uh, po- the politics of that yes. time mm. and it mm. was Mr Bean was uh, really a f- popular at that point of time and I did this set right. which they enjoyed and they loved and it did a world to my confidence so I'm just saying that uh, wow. I mm. have these stories you know where I've shared and made a flop of it all and the 
I think at the end of the day, it's not how you fall; it's how you rise. Mm-hmm. But um, someone once right. told me this: you don't, you move outside your comfort zone, but you don't move outside your strength zone. That's John Maxwell, and I believe, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe that is so. Maxwell, that's so yeah. key. Mm-hmm. So whatever I do, I try to be in my strength right. zone. I've tried painting. I've tried drawing. I really am bad at that. I mean, I'm terrible <laughs> at that. I tried it. I realized it, and I left it. And I was uh, some time ago. I was teaching a Bible okay, class, mm-hmm. and I just have someone else work on the board. I don't even want to write because I know my writing is iconic. You know, <laughs> so uh, I use this. so I use slides. And if I want to sketch, I have that done for me. But I'm just saying uh, to accept okay. that you're not good at something also takes that humility to say, okay, fine, maybe I'm not good at that. That's mm-hmm. that that re- to be yeah. realistic with yourself. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Mm, that's great. So that, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. one thing that you were successful yeah. at, right? Freelancing yeah. and yeah. Uh, being a voiceover artist. If I could ask you, is there anything where you failed at, which you tried, which you hoped you'd mm-hmm. succeed at, okay, and you failed at? Is there? Have you uh, ever tried after before mm-hmm. uh, starting voice artist? Or before uh, or after that, after that. No, you Have know. You feel yeah, I think anything? I graduated from college. I took up a job. Okay, while I was doing the job, I did voiceover training on the weekend, and after that, you could say this three to four right. month period where I experimented. So I would cat and I would I would teach right. at a okay. college, do trainings there, and I I sh- voiceover, which I just mm. shared with you, the entire rigorous thing mm-hmm. that I did of so yeah. Right. So yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So, uh, Craig. Uh, so uh, we have been in a lockdown since three months. I know yes, right now. Yeah. yeah, and people are you know facing crisis in their jobs and stuff. Yeah. What has your feel been like, or how how has this affected you? Or is it has it been in a good way, or has it been in a negative way? Okay. So I had invested in some good uh, recording home equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, some months ago actually in october october i finished 12 years in voicing so i treated myself there you go remember i told spoke to you about treating and rewarding so mm, i yeah. treated myself and i bought myself a really right. an australian microphone and sound card and i really really bought myself stuff because it was this, it was a long while oh, okay. which i had not done that for myself so uh, i think that has really played a very significant role right. in doing home recordings because a lot of artists don't have equipment and that's one yeah. thing which i want to shoot out at you it's always mm. good to have something at home where you can do so mm. uh, you've got to see it's i know it's industry right. to industry related mm. but ask yourself if you were ju- now today yeah. now we're all at home so everyone is going to be thinking this way but i was just fortunate to think this way some time ago right you know if if i was at home can i do it and i thought of right. it and i invested right so yeah. by the grace of god voiceovers <laughs> right. i mean it's been uh, uh, it's been pretty good actually uh i i record at night and because it's extremely uh-huh. quiet um morning times even if there wasn't the honking of cars there was definitely the cawing of crows uh which is never a very pleasant sound to your right. recording <laughs> <laughs> you know it doesn't work <laughs> so um and but one thing which i learned to do was these zoom trainings so i do a lot of workshops in communication i do storytelling body language voice modulation mm-hmm. overcoming stage fear but i was averse i was against this e virtual i'm like nonsense i've got to be oh, there okay. right in front shaking your hand 
making an impression and then right. you're like hey, covid <laughs> so you can't <laughs> i mean so uh, you know the first week of lockdown happened i'm like no you know the next week it's going to open up and then you're like the next week happened and you're like okay craig hmm. if you don't change you're going to lose out opportunity and i always believe our values right. shouldn't change but sometimes our strategy needs to change yeah no doubt and i think that 100%. was for me a yeah. real mind shift that i had to do you know some i like this of john maxwell he says leadership and right. then sometimes leader shift you know you've got to shift the way you approach situations and that's what helped me to just shift and say okay yeah. fine i'm going to i'm going to embrace this uh this entire platform and i've been doing a lot in fact just before this podcast also i was working with a tech company we were focusing on voice modulation in phone etiquette in phone calls and in presentations so that's what i do so i think this the the whole time of covid has taught me uh to embrace technology and not to be so close minded on the way you like to work because mm-hmm. this may not have been my preferred right. style right. of working but i'm really thankful for this yeah yeah just because you mentioned no, no. john maxwell twice okay yes, during yes. this podcast oh i'm a big fan of him <laughs> hold on hold on were you there when john maxwell came to india no, in shamukananda hall unfortunately not no no oh yeah. <laughs> my father my dad my dad was involved my he was oh, there i think wow. it was a three day uh, event yes, and i was enough. there for one of those days Wow, I was really small like 5 or 6 years old and John Correct. Maxwell had his old uh, you know the slide show there, there's yes. this old presentation thing you write on yes. the uh, papers below and you can see uh, what is oh, writing Oh okay yeah, yeah. very yeah. interesting so that was very part my dad was part of his part of uh, yeah part of that for uh, beautiful that's time. beautiful wow so just wow. following up because uh, <laughs> most of uh, the the audience which uh, we have <laughs> it's a neutral audience okay? yes in is. terms of religion Okay. Yes. In terms of spirituality, we have yes. a wide spectrum. Okay. Of course, of course. Do you think in your life, okay, mm-hmm. during your struggles, during mm-hmm. your success, during all of this, do you think there was a spiritual aspect to this, mm-hmm. or was it you as Craig doing mm-hmm. all the work? Do you mm-hmm. see, or do you think there was an external force at work in your life? Wow, that's a good question, Prashant. Uh there's this verse in the Bible that says where Jesus says without me you can do nothing. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh in a sense that one month where I really persevered. I mean, I really tried and it was it was a reality check for me, you know. Um mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to take away the importance of hard work. I mean, Eric knows me really well. He knows uh, I'm very very particular on certain things and the discipline of hard work is so important. but i can right. this whole concept of a self made man i don't understand that mm. i mean breath mm. okay. uh, there's this other verse in the bible that says what do i have that i did not receive so i think right. that's a great mm. reality check like okay craig i mean 100%. how can i be a self made man when i was gifted the gift of life to start with you know right. so uh, mm. i believe the aspect of spirituality is so important um i think it also mm-hmm. the more we look above the more we understand the perspective of life that i i am a right. vapor i am a vapor that um and whatever even though i'm a vapor god loves me unconditionally and 100%, that for me yes. is is this that beautiful uh, dynamics that one side i am a vapor right and at the other side god loves me for, so much and 
I, I am a Christian and I, I love how the Bible gives me hope and gives everyone hope who wants to read it. And it says, this vapor who I am, well, God loved me so much to send his Jesus Christ for our sins and to, to die right. on the cross. And I think right. there's this beauty in this, this beauty in this aspect. Yes. aspect. So mm. I, am, I am definitely um, a thumbs up to what you said. The aspect mm. of spirituality is so important because you go deeper before you go higher. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's uh, like it gets hard when you are, you know, on your own or, you know, when you are not working or with pe- other people, like yes. as in a team, basically. Yes. Basically, a team. Yes. And it does get lonely. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel, uh, you yes. know, that's why, that's where, uh, you know, not just if you are working in a corporate sector as well, there's mm-hmm. no point, uh, there's not that you know you don't get lonely everybody some at point or the other gets lonely and you know the stress of work everybody faces some stress or the other stress maybe at work or at their place of learning or whatever they do and spirituality or you know god basically uh helps us in that time because mm-hmm. you have a different perspective to things uh, rather than you know that just uh, you know that uh, it's all carnal and everybody everything is going to end there's a different perspective that you have yes. to think yes. uh, so um, what I want to ask you is like uh, you coach in the uh, you coach for our Bible college as well uh, so would you like to share how has that experience been like for you yeah so for a few years I was I had the amazing opportunity to teach at a Bible school and uh, yeah it's 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 you know, one of the beautiful things is that is the kind of age group that you have. So you have your youngest participant who's probably about 22, 23, and you have the senior su- student who's about 63. And they're both in okay. the same classroom. And I think that's uh-huh. the beauty of it once again. And uh, I love yeah. teaching with slides. I love taking people on adventure. So like, for example, we if you're studying the Old Testament, that's the, the period before mm-hmm. Jesus came, or if we are right. sharing on biblical missions, that means people who have left their comfort zone, people like William mm. Carey, who leaves the right. comfort oh. zone of England, mm. who comes to <laughs> India, which is, which is, I mean, this is like 1793. It takes yes. you six months, six months by ship right. to reach India. Right. When I went to the States some years ago, you know, it was a 14 hour flight from Dubai to Washington. And whenever, you know, that temptation comes to like complain, I'm like, Craig, shut up. William carried for six months on a rough sea came and you getting first class, getting great service of food and, and, right. and apple juice and omelette and whatever you want. And yeah. you have the beautiful <laughs> sky as your scenery. Just stop complaining. And I, I mean, I didn't complain, but it was just a great uh, preventer. Every time I wanted to complain to think of people like these who leave their comfort zone, come out here. So I had an amazing opportunity to talk about these people's lives on how people were so motivated by the love of Jesus to leave their homes. Uh, Amy Carmichael left her home in Ireland and came to India and would rescue young girls who were caught into temple prostitution and all of these evil activities. And she just really helped rescue and rebuild lives. So I had an amazing time last year when I taught taught a class called Church History, where we focused a lot Mm. on these missionaries, which was simply awesome. Simply awesome. Yeah. That's that's really great, Craig. Uh, 
so uh, you learned a lot there so Craig in this times okay wherein everything is has uh, is going online okay so I feel that during this pandemic what it has done basically what should have been five years ahead it has mm. brought it, it you know it preponed it five years okay yes. everything sh- would have gone online slowly but mm-hmm. this has you know we have to go online that's the accelerated, uh, yeah. accelerated it much uh, more yeah. the so in this time uh, what I'm asking is from an uh, education perspective what do you see uh, because it's tough teaching mm. online is tough okay. because keeping an attention on a screen is much harder when you are in person okay it's uh so I feel that what advice do you have for a teacher who is also a communicator basically yes. that they can uh, do in such a way that a class is interested mm. in what they are saying. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to share with you something that I just got to know three hours ago. Okay, so mm-hmm. it was a fourth. So we've been doing this workshop with a particular tech company. We've had four sessions and today was our final session. And these guys, uh, they they really come from a good, either it's an MBA college or some really good banking background and all. So they are not the juniors that I'm trying to get at. And when the right. feedback round came, they were very appreciative and I thank God for that. They were very appreciative today of the entire workshop series over the past four weeks. And one thing that kept coming up, I began to notice was, Craig, I really enjoy this, the way you make it so interactive engaging mm. interactive engaging the exercises you made us do the way you made us feel part of it and i'm like this is it right this is it so what happens in this web trainings which i know a lot of people just tune off you know yeah. switch off the camera you can be in the hall taking a sip of water do or whatever right. and mm. just pop in when you need to but if you're going to keep it engaging and keeping it engaging could even be sometimes I would put up a screen, I put up a picture and I would ask them, what do you observe in terms of body language out here? Right. And people would have to, you know, start up or do name calling. Hey, Abhishek, right. would you like to comment on this? And mm. everyone's on and then they know, like, okay, he could ask me my <laughs> name. Yeah, you've got to think interactive and engaging. I think if you focus on these two aspects, your web experience, the web training experience will be a mark markup. Definitely, right. without a doubt. Right. There's also on Zoom and on other platforms, you have something called polls, you know, where you can okay. put up a poll. And so before you begin a training topic, so you want to check the awareness of people on a particular topic, do a poll. Yes. See, doing a poll, you can get, actually get accurate answers. So give like four answers and four options, mm. forgive me, four options and say, right. what do you think? Mm. And the students are all mm. clicking and you're like, okay, so half of y'all feel this way, half of y'all feel that way. You get it? Right. And at the end of the lecture, at the end of the training, you could have another question and answer round where you are actually testing them on their knowledge of right. what you just mm. taught them. So mm. you have a recap session and you go, okay, so now let's see how well we have learned. And right. you put these answer up. You know, the first lecture might be a bit of a struggle where students are understanding. From the next lecture, they are going to be making notes because right. they nah. know at the end, you're going to be putting up a poll. Yeah. There we no go. Doubt. So mm, we've yeah. got to think innovative and we've got to leverage technology where we have. A hundred percent. Think creative. The poll is superb to keep people engaged. It's mm-hmm. superb. No doubt, no doubt. That's fair. That's a great, that's a great, great advice there. Mm-hmm. That means you have to be innovative and yes. you have to think basically not out of the box. It's just thinking, you know, 
mm-hmm. in, in a lecture as well a good, yes. uh, good lecturer would ask questions at the end of the lecture so Correct. that uh, students be are right engaged on. right on so you are just doing it online uh, on a digital platform yes yeah on a digital platform so uh, you know the basics always remain the same even though Correct. the platform uh, changes that's there we go a great advice uh, there we go so uh, you coach uh, young people and you coach mm-hmm. uh, you know professionals as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the di- uh, difference i feel that you know um, what is the difference you feel that while st- uh, teaching a student uh, who is learning in college and a professional who is in a certain sector Okay. Um, how is it different in both fields and how do they grasp each okay. of them what's okay. their grasping do one of them grasp more or the other one grasps according to his field what's the scenario mm-hmm. like so a lot is also connected with examples so when i'm with a uh, like in this covid the, this lockdown not covid this lockdown time i had the opportunity to to train a ceo and mm. this probably in the next day train a student like a 15 year old student who just finished school getting into college and then train a founder of a company you know right. so <laughs> i had it's beautiful <laughs> right. and both are great uh, great participants but for the student my approach will be very giving a lot of college examples giving a lot mm. of uh, ideas on how you need to explore yourself how right. this is the time and talking the college talk you know yeah. so i think that is so so key so with the examples i will share with him or her in college would be more college related right. and when i move to another environment with a uh, the ceo or with a professional i would sh- share more professional corporate company examples so when you can make right. that shift uh, you got to know your your content should be such that some of them can be applicable and appeasing to both you know are uh, palatable right. to both and sometimes you just got to shift your content and say okay so a right. certain mm. thoughts of john maxwell i won't share with the student I'll, but mm. i'll share yeah. with the founder and there are certain mm-hmm. thoughts of john maxwell whom i will share with the student because i know that she she or he will gain from that over there right so, yeah. but Fair i book. believe passion I believe being engaging I believe not being stiff but whether mm. I'm with a college whether I'm with a CEO a chairman I mean that passion is the same that shouldn't get killed here yeah. just right. because I'm True a point. CEO I don't become stiff no yeah you know <laughs> that is important right. that continues yeah. because right. that I believe is what is contagious and your contagious is a yeah, positive yeah. thing <laughs> yes. but yeah mm. you know that is so important that is what will connect them with your industry with your topic and uh, with who you are yeah that's that's really great great uh, so craig um, prashant do you have anything to add here do you have anything to ask yeah so i wanted to ask if people want to get in touch with you for this coaching right mm-hmm. if they want to learn yeah first of all i just want uh, you yeah. to explain what you coach about okay yeah. what are yeah. the various things you teach what mm-hmm. the students people can gain okay people either mm-hmm. from the industry or students can gain and mm-hmm. how they can leverage this for their future and where mm-hmm. they can uh, find you where they can get in touch right on right on school prashant so i take people through a journey and the focus is on communicate with confidence mm-hmm. so that is our theme that's our goal that's uh, the where we are really looking to move in that direction Now in that journey it begins with the power of storytelling. Right. Storytelling is all about content curation. So you, whether mm. you've got a 15 minute uh, slot, whether you've got a half an hour slot or whether you have sometimes just 5 minutes to speak, mm. how do I curate 
that how do i leverage that time and curate my content so that right. it is appealing so that it is practical and so that it connects so that is right. how we begin okay mm-hmm. uh, another aspect which i also focus on is overcoming stage fear you know you've got to address the elephant in the room you know so no uh, be i i share a lot of examples and i and i and i kind of demystify that fact you know zig ziglar in one of his books said you can't get rid of the butterflies in your stomach but you can make them fly in formation and mm. i love that you can <laughs> just use this added adrenaline rush to help you deliver a smashing presentation so we focus a lot on that then i also uh, have another session on body language the power of non verbal communication with mm. non verbal communication i also focus on listening skills which is a skill which people don't oh. like to talk about but <laughs> how on, on earth can i be a good communicator if i'm not right. listening to you yeah right so yeah. so mm. i have something on listening skills right. and then uh-huh. um, i climax it with voice modulation uh phone etiquette when when you're utilizing your voice and how do you modulate your voice because people like to say that voice modulation is taking your voice up and down i'm like this is a <laughs> roller coaster this is not voice modulation yeah right. so um i i focus a lot on that focus on techniques and just show them how uh, share with them scripts that they read and by mm-hmm. participating by being uh interactive that's how they learn this trade so that's what my workshop uh, it's very practical it's very focused on communicating with confidence people okay. can reach out to me through any social media platform facebook uh, insta linkedin okay. whatever craig uh, craig travaso is my insta and, and linkedin uh, id and craigcommunicates.com is my website so reaching me is never a problem <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so guys thank you so much great thank you awesome. so much for joining us in this podcast today it was uh, a blessing i can say to learn from you and you know to get to know more about freelancing voice over and yeah. so many things that we discussed it was right really a blessing uh and thank you prashant for joining us as well uh so guys uh so today that's a wrap from us from on chacha with teacher i just want to say one Go thing on. thank you so much for the opportunity for having me i really enjoyed this conversation so thank you eric and thank you prashant thank you <laughs> thank you thank you so much great uh, it's our pleasure uh so guys thank you for tuning in to charcha with the, the chichas <laughs> and here we sign out goodbye Hey guys, thank you so much for joining in on another episode of Charcha with the Chichas. If you did like this episode as well, do give us a follow on Spotify, Google Podcast or any other podcast app that you like. We put a show every Wednesday and next guest is also our super amazing. He's from the film industry itself. And if you want to know about our content more and want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram, a same handle, Charcha with the Chichas, where you'll see memes, you'll see clips of more episodes such as this. Until next week, it's me and Prashant signing off from Charcha with the Chichas. See you next time. Bye bye.